Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good afternoon and welcome to Tuesday's Agitators Anonymous. I'm Alan Averill. And well, today's episode um, appeared as a video cast on my video channel, video cast, whatever you want to call it, over my YouTube channel. Um, and I was reminded of it because of the weekend. There was some primordial uh, socializing happening, a rare occurrence where we all gather in the same room and say random nonsense to each other pretty much but Kieran said to me hey where's part two of the ACDC debate uh, I said eh, it must be there and he goes no it's not there and I really really wanted to know what you thought about Fly on the Wall um, specifically the song Danger well I then had to look through everything and realised that I'd never posted it so here we are um, because it would seem remiss of me or a little bit how can I say it would pique my um, spectrum issues to have an ACDC debate that should be in two parts with only one uploaded so here is me and Adi from Solstafir from that Iceland place it is real I've been there in case you're wondering um, discussing ACDC from back in black uh, onwards Um they were part of a series of chats that we've been doing over on YouTube. I think next is Black Sabbath or Thin Lizzy. Just something we started to stave off the insanity of lockdown. Um, and so we just kept on doing them. And they just seemed to be the ideal Tuesday companion to the main podcast on Friday. And I got some interesting stuff to discuss on um, the Friday episodes. Least of all, well, we'll see. Um, is it wrong to judge someone else's musical taste? I suppose, is what Friday's episode is coming, um, is what I'm discussing. The bad taste heavy metal. You know what I mean. Um, and I'm just going to go through some issues with that. Should be said, should be pretty interesting. Anyway, so this is me and Adi from Solstafir discussing, well, I wouldn't call it the second part of ACDC, 
DC's career, but I suppose the last 80% or so of ACDC's career. You can follow me on Instagram at nemtianga underscore primordial. The, um, the podcast is sponsored by MetalBlade.com. If you're in North America, use the promo code ALAN to get 10% off your order. Um, did you watch any of the live Merciful Fate footage? Did you watch any of the live Merciful Fate feeds? How good do they sound? Did it remind you that maybe you needed to go and buy all those albums from the 90s that you probably, maybe, who knows, perhaps didn't check out because you're only supposed to like the 80 ones, 80s ones, right? Well, wrong, indeed. As uh, you may have noticed if you've been listening to my um, one of the first Tuesday episodes was your guide to merciful fate. Yeah, you need time. You need into the unknown. You need all of those things. And how good do they sound now? Anyway, so metalblade.com. And a returning sponsor is Hate Couture. Um, they are a clothing company based in France. Hateful yet tasteful. All sorts of really cool stuff um, and if you follow me on Instagram, there'll be a few pictures of this and that. But H-A-T-E-C-O-U-T-U-R-E-616.com. If you use the promo code A-L-A-N, you will get free shipping, which, believe you, me, is worth quite a lot these days. As, of course, everything is ridiculously expensive. I'll also be doing some other podcast stuff, getting back into a little bit about the politics um, addressing maybe the cost of living crisis, the oil crisis, the reasons why and maybe why that isn't happening as you might think, various other things like that. But Tuesdays is maybe your light relief where you can sit back and listen to the dulcet tones um, of myself and whoever else may be accompanying me on your relaxing journey into rock and roll. So let's do it and let's take ACDC from Back in Black on, my friends. Recording in progress. Okay, show me your Geordie album. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to say that. Uh, it's not here. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I um, went, uh, for, for some reason, if you, uh, maybe during the lockdown, I went and watched a whole load of stuff of him singing with Geordie, and fucking hell, his voice was okay. strong, okay. immense, you know? Um, so we're, me, start, uh, we're starting here now. Bon Scott died. Yeah, um, carry on. And so... Obviously, it's Brian Johnson that they got. Um, he was in a band, Geordie. And you can find loads on YouTube. They were pretty... They did okay in the mid-late 70s. But they, by 70-whatever, they'd split up. 78, 79, I think. Um, but you can find footage of them on um, Thames TV, English TV. Um, and fuck, his voice is strong game. You know, you can see him wearing flares as well and platform boots. But... Uh, yeah, I can't I drink my pink, it. my pink drink. Oh, here, of it is. here it is. Okay. All right. So, uh, file under G. No, I used to, uh, anyway, so this is the one that I have. Oh yeah. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of cool here. It has to like a sideburns. Oh yeah. So yeah. this is, you know, yeah. But this is a weird album. I think there's one song here called Natural Born Loser. This is by, by far the best song here. Yeah. Uh, but you can hear what a fucking singer he is here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mean, this I, is. Uh, and yeah. he, he had a different kind of voice when you listen back to Jordy in 70s. Like, yeah. Like he's, he's, he's singing, singing. It's not ah! all the time. Like it's not no. pretty, you know. Ah! He, he, it's more normal singing because. Uh, this is 1973, so this is seven years uh, before. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think he was only like playing pops and shit before. He wasn't 
Yeah. He wasn't 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 the famous guy, famous active guy no. when they got the call. No, I mean Jordy was a band like that tried hard. They did obviously some gigs in Europe. They tried to break it, but whatever whether it was this combination of songwriting, image, whatever, they just didn't click. It's somewhere between Slade and a bit of barroom boogie status quo. And then, um, you know, it's maybe like an uh, equivalent of Golden Earring or something, or, well, maybe that's not right to say. They were okay, yeah. but his voice is, his voice sticks out a mile. His voice is really, really strong. And he also does this kind of high, clean singing, um, which yeah. is gritty, you know, like ACDC, but it's fun. I mean, I, I think he he's kind of, I mean, we'll get into it later, but he's really, really, really good there as a vocalist. Yeah. So... Yeah, really. I can understand because the famous the legend goes that Bond saw Jordy live. Yeah, and he was having his you know appendix some some he was fucking dying in out of pain lying on the ground because then they said what something happened to him the the gallbladder or something gallbladder had exploded yeah wow okay. so he was he he was in that sort of pain. While Bond saw him, that's the story that I heard. Yeah. So Bond was just, of course, like, "Holy fucking shit! This guy is really into it." Yeah, yeah. So he told the lads, you know, "Hey, I mean, I saw this, this geezer." Yeah, and his um it, apparently, so the story goes that he was he'd more or less given up on being, um, you know, being a a singer or whatever. He was working in his dad's car mechanic shop. And yeah. he got the call and he, his manager had said, well, we're going to send you down to London because you're recording vocals for an ad, a TV ad. So you might as well, while you're there, try out for this band. But I can't tell you who it is. What band? I can't tell you what band it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy story. <laughs> yeah. And so That's he crazy. shows up and he's playing pool with the crew downstairs in the bar and then realizes, oh, it's fucking ACDC. I think I think like he saw a flight case or something. Yeah, and and so the, apparently the first song he sang was Tina Turner, "Nutbush City Limits." They played that. Yeah, and Johnny Bigar and Chuck Berry as well. I can imagine yeah, his voice. Yeah. I can imagine his voice killing "Nutbush City Limits," which is an amazing song anyway. But Tina Turner's range is like he he's in that range to sing that properly. But but I just you know a friend of mine was the specialist. Uh, you know my friend Smaure, who knows everything about this. I hey, didn't Mari. know it, but. That uh, Brian is singing in falsetto. Yeah. So he's doing Bond didn't do falsetto; he did full range. So, but he's that's why he's sort of he can go pretty fucking high. Yeah, really high, really, really high. Yeah, oh, well, it's what really you, high. Well, hang on. What do you mean by? Well, I mean, yeah, Brian Bon Scott doesn't sing falsetto. No, but, but I mean, Brian is doing. Yeah. It's, it's falsetto. Yeah, it's it, well, it's it's, it's not, in this really really high range. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a total point is it's a totally different technique. Yeah, but it, both guys work. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, realistically, you know, Brian Johnson is a far better singer technically. He's yeah, yeah sure, I, I agree, I agree, but he's not as cool. No, he's not as cool, but he but he's got he's got a to try and compete with what Bon Scott was would have been wrong. He brought something else, which is this sort of yeah, yeah. rough. Kind of like every man I work on a building site. I mean, but, but thing, you don't know? get don't get me wrong. Brian Johnson uh, is an amazing singer, yeah. amazing frontman, and stepping into those shoes yeah. is just you know something that was not supposed to be possible. And don't forget, we talked about this the last time. Is that in the 1970s when you said you know Bon 
probably sang lots of poor gigs. By the 1980s, early 1980s, people had started to have video cameras, and there's loads more footage of early Brian Johnson. And you watch yeah. him killing it, like killing the singing yeah, yeah. every single fucking night. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't seem to matter at, at all to him. And then that vocals, I don't know if you've ever tried to sing any of that stuff. I remember I got up and sang Hell's Bells with a covers band in... That's uh, not easy, man. It's fucking... Like, <laughs> it's, like I can do that. I can sing high and put yeah. grit into it, but this is... I'm a rolling thunder. Okay. But I get so okay. fucking hard. Okay, That's, that being said, I mean, yeah. we all know, and we haven't even started this episode anyway, but, uh, no. you know... <laughs> but that being said, when Brian was out of the band for a while and Axel Rose stepped in. Yeah. I mean, Axel Rose has always been, you know, this great vocal range. He even took lessons and said, because this is a really, really difficult stuff to sing. Yeah, very yeah. properly. So he he basically took vocal lessons just to be able to do it. Yeah, but don't forget also Axel Rose for, um previous to that. Had had lots of gigs, you know, where he had Sebastian back it up and sing instead of him. His voice was completely shot. He was hugely yeah. overweight. So like Axel Rose was kind of done. So then to have to get match fit to sing ACDC, he obviously yeah. had to slim down, get whatever he stopped to drink and stop whatever else, and but, like get yeah. back in the game. But and I agree, I I was a big cynic towards that because because of the simple fact that he was sitting in a fucking chair. And yeah, was, yeah, of course. Fuck off! This how on rock and roll is that to be? But you're right. His voice did sound great on some of the '70s songs. Okay, you know, true. But but you know, it, the, you know, we, we we're still talking about ACDC with Bon here or even Axl Rose now. But okay, let's forget that. The, the, now the coolest thing is that Axl has something to say. They did like down payment blues. They did riff raff. They did Sin City. Yeah, they did loads of uh, stuff that. Brian hadn't done ever or in 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. But don't, but also don't forget Axel Rose as old as he is still is 20 years younger than Brian Johnson or 15 years younger. You know, so. True. Very true. Very true. You know, and you know, he fucking loves ACDC, but the, the, the weirdest thing about this, this is Bond. We left off where Bond was dead in January, 1980, February, the fifth, February fifth or sixth or seventh or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So his last show was in January. Yeah. This album, Back in Black, yeah, it comes out. I mean, it's written, recorded, and it comes out less than 12 months after he died. 10 months after he died. Yeah. I mean, realistically, um, I mean, this is my favorite ACDC album. This and, yeah. Power, Rage, this and Power Rage are neck and neck, right? Um, like that as, Let's say Power Rage is my emotional favorite record, but yeah. if I'm to pick like in the cold light of day, this is probably the greatest rock and roll record ever made like of, sure i mean all no. bands, all bands. it doesn't matter doesn't matter how much uh bon scott fanatic you are yeah and you, you can talk about you can talk about everything you know but this album is probably their best yeah i mean there's not it's one of those records it's like rain and blood or something there isn't a single tone note pick yeah. out of place it's it's the most like you put this crank this up on a huge stereo or on a pa and hell's bells comes in which is a fucking evil riff by the way any black metal band would kill for hell's bells as a riff um it's just massive sounding still the vocals are off the charts the everything shoot to thrill blah. it's just but then again like you said there's another song there where actually a black metal band did rip off the riff that's a question for you of today 
what band, what black metal band did rip off a riff of this album in the last five to ten years? In the last five or ten years, but um, is it a band that you think is black metal that I wouldn't think is black metal? It's most, one of the f- most famous black metal bands on the planet, from Norway. All right. Um, two piece band. Two piece band. You're an idiot if you don't. Oh, get it's Dark Throne then, is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let me put my love into you. Is uh, there's a song on, not the last Dark Throne album, the one before. They oh, just yeah. took it. I mean, that song, I, if you ask me for my favorite ACDC song out of all of them, it's probably that one. And I have a hard time saying it because it's not with Bon. Wow, really? But that song, man, is just, I don't know. Probably my favorite of this album. Do you know what's weird? I've just noticed, right, for example, on the back of... On the back of Back in Black, it it lists Back in Black as the first song. But it isn't. But it's not. It's Hell's Bells. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I don't think get... I have this vinyl. I think you have to have it on CD. Really? No, I don't have this vinyl. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's just one of the, it's glorious bad taste, as they say. Your singer dies in February, and, and in September, October, you bring out possibly the greatest rock and roll album ever made. But, that, just... but then... Then, then again, a, a a big elephant in the room is that uh, George Young is out of the picture for the first time. No. Second time, second time, second yeah. time. Mutt Lang, I went to hell. I went to hell, yeah. But uh, Mutt Lang is there doing their second album, his second album with them. Yeah. And this is sort of where they master it. Yeah. They I, master the craft here. Yeah, everything. There's not a note out of place. And also, I have to say... Um, fuck punk rock, back in black. Punk rock was supposed to have killed hard rock, right? And 1980 is the year of Ace of Spades, Back in Black, Heaven and Hell. Just three off the top of my. Oh, you know, yeah. punk, rock, punk rock killed the biggest selling rock album of all time. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah. Well, they they are still sort of uh, undefeated. There's not a bad song or note on this album. I well, mean, read the, the read the songs. All right. Well, you've got Hell's Bells to start with. It's a it's a it's a ten. Yeah. It's a tenner. Shoot to thrill, same. It, it's same. Giving the dog a bone. It's, oh, yeah, this, it's good. It's actually, good, but you know. Actually, these are all mixed up on the back. So let's just take a look at the record. Um, okay, you've got what do you do for money, honey? Yeah, I mean, come on, you know. Yeah. This is that's a sort of bomb type lyric and a bomb type um, turn in the in the vocal phrasing a bit, you know. Giving the dog a bone, of course, still classic. It's let classic. Me, let me put my love into you. Yeah. That's just out of this world. And then side B opens with heavy hitters, back in black. Can't argue with that. No, no, no. It's you crazy, shook me it's crazy all, good. Shoe shook me all night long, which I'm tired of hearing, but it is ridiculously good. I mean, it's like we are the champions or something. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's crazy. Say, yeah. Uh, have a drink on me. Same. Shake a leg. Even when I think about it as one of the lesser songs in it, it's still huge. And then rock and roll ain't noise pollution to end with. It's a good one. It's a, it's fucking. Incredible. I mean, this is a crazy, crazy good album. Uh, which, which is uh, look at this. Listen to this. Recorded at Compass Point Studios, which is in the Bahamas, April to May nineteen eighty. So that means they literally April. Yeah, and May eighty. But okay, but 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 okay. This, of course, is a fuel to the rumor that they had written some stuff with Spawn Alive. Maybe He's fucking they- dead in. Fe- so tell me. 
Tell me, when did they fucking write this album? It, it, <laughs> in it, April. Yeah, oh yeah, March. <laughs> March. Yeah, we wrote it in March. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, if if they it makes it you never know with ACDC because they don't tell they don't tell No, they're six they're a six secretive band. Yeah. And so I mean, you can, Angus and Malcolm must have had ideas knocking around in 79. Like, they have to have had riffs and ideas, but there's no demos. I mean, people say there's demos of Back in Black with Bonsco, but I never heard them or saw them. No, no one has heard it. No, it's, it's been, uh, of course, rumors, but it's so, just crazy that you can write such a good album in such a short time. I mean, it, it could be that while Bon was living it up in London and out partying, the rest of the guys were just like, Fuck it, probably get, get together. Probably, but you know, it's just so, so crazy that. Uh, but no, but this album, of course, it comes out in November '80. Yeah, I think so. so. And and it this is one of the most most sold albums oh, in yeah. the universe. I think it's in the top three. Five. Yeah, top five. I think it's even maybe third or something. Biggest selling album. I mean, time. it's something it, like. It, Something like seventy-five million copies just this on its own, or seventy. I mean, th- I mean, there is uh, maybe I added ten. Ho- ho- there is this, this Hotel California shit. Yeah, the best, best of the, e- the best of the Eagles too. Yeah, uh, Michael Jackson Thriller. Okay, that's number one. Best of the Eagles, but I think this is more than the best of the Eagles. I think this might be the second biggest selling album of all time. It sold more copies than the biggest selling Beatles. Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones albums. Yeah, so you know that's just fucking crazy, man. I th- I'm pretty sure that this record is sitting at about seventy-two or three million copies. And and the thing is, it's it ages perfectly. There's yeah. nothing on this album yeah. that you would say, "Oh, it's a bit too much seventies, too much eighties." It's like yeah. timeless rock and roll classic. I don't. I also, let me put in Judas Priest, British Steel into my 1980 heavy metal thing. But yeah, it's um. I, it's, I mean, it's just flawless. I mean, it is a flawless record. I mean, it, okay, so it doesn't have the kind of swagger and character, maybe a power, but it's a different thing. Also, an ACDC are more muscular. You know, it's more, the courses are huge. It's a, it's filling stadiums. Uh, it's not, it's a different kind of thing, you know. It's a stadium, uh, st- yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which, which is, of course, is uh, weird because, I mean, everything worked there. Yeah. You know, the production, the producer, the songwriting, yeah. uh, writing it in fucking four months. It's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. So the weird thing is that that it didn't work here. I think it almost did, but not quite. No. I th- yeah. I mean, I think that this is... Um, I think For Those About To Rock is a great record. but it's I don't not, think it's it, a great album. Um, no, well, I think... The, the well yeah okay it's compared i guess because the bar has been set so high by back in black like by but, any, okay. okay by any band standard by any band standard this is still a great rock record and i think it is but i agree it's not it's not um but but the the, the weird thing is that the back in black comes out in november 1980 and what do you i mean it comes out november 80 and by the rules you would go touring right yeah Shut up, Avril. <laughs> you would go touring, right? Well, so, yeah, yeah obviously. Wh- why would you, when you just did the biggest album in the universe, why would you do another one 12 months later, less than 12 months later? Because I think all those old bands had really did have that work ethic. They just went tour, 
record, tour, record, right on tour. Like they just yeah, but but you still you still that there was such a high demand for Akadaka to be touring after yeah. Back in Black. Yeah, I mean, like you said, history was different. Uh, Metallica toured the Black their Black album for like you know four or five years almost. Yeah, but, the, the, but these then, bands, these bands were writing on tour, going straight from yeah. the tour to the rehearsal room. I mean, I this one, I I personally I think the production on this is also incredible like it's huge you know it's um hey but 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 dude tell me is it the other ones in the bahamas this is it this is recorded in paris yeah in paris yeah um and i mean uh, this this one has one of the biggest drum sounds you've ever fucking heard the guitar the guitar sound on this is absolutely incredible and i have to say i have to say this does contain some of brian johnson's best vocals like okay i'm just i'm fucking incredible on this record i'm just gonna drop the bomb here and say this album only has one good song on it um okay well let's say let's say let's start let's not say good let's say classic right okay i'm sorry one great song because the standard now is fucking back in black yeah sure so for those for those about to rock is as good as those songs. Right? Sure, sure, sure. That is. But then again, if we would remove for those about to rock of this album, it's almost shite. No, it's not shite, man. It's a, it's a. It, no, it's not shite, but it's um, it's. I mean, there the songs instead of being nine and ten out of ten are seven, for me. You know, five, six. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, I think one of the a really deep cut on this is is um. Spellbound. That's a great song. Uh, I mean, Inject the Venom is okay, but you know, uh, this is not doing anything. Well, go through them there then. You know, you've got, what have you got? You've got, after For Those About to Rock, you've got, Let's Put the Finger on You. It's pretty good. Let's get it up. What? Hold hold on, hold on. on. Do we have different track listing here? What's the second song on your album? Um, Put the Finger on You. Oh, it's the same. It's a different track list here and on and the album. Again, on the back, it doesn't make any sense, you know. Oh yeah. So song two is uh, "Put the Finger on You." Ah, it's not. Doesn't do anything for me. Okay, well, let's be honest. Like, okay, there's look. Let's get it up. Twelve inch. Let's get it up is a fucking good song. That's a. That's a. Let's get it up is as good as um, "Shake a Leg" or you know, uh, "Giving the Dog a Bone." I think. I think "Let's Get It Up" is a great no, song. I don't. I don't agree. I think you know. I don't it's know. Better, it's better than the others. It's better than the other songs. Did this is almost like almost like B takes out takes of fucking. You're right. That's true. I'd agree with that. Um, I have another twelve inch. Somewhere. But you know, but this uh, for those who brought the rock, it's it's a tenor. So it uh, it was makes this album. Well, here here you go. Here's um for those about to rock twelve inch, and I have. Let's get did you up. get did, did you get those as a te- as a teenager or what? Um, no, I would say I w- well yeah as a teenager I would say I bought them. 89, 90 maybe. In I mean, Dublin, a record store. Yeah, Let There Be Rock has, uh, for us with the rock has, Let There Be Rock on the other side, and Let's Get It Up just has Back in Black and TNT recorded December in 81. Oh, oh TNT from 81. Right, okay. Um, you you forget what you have sometimes. But, um, I mean, yeah, so okay. let's, I think Let's Get It Up is a good song. Um, Inject the Venom isn't great. All right. Snowballed is bad song it's not great snowball just, just, just admit it it's bad all yeah. it's all bad no not bad but not as good yeah evil walks as i like as a song no cod 
Breaking the Rules, Night of the Long Knives, which is a weirdly titled song for ACDC. Um, you, you know, it's kind of black metal song title. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the thing about it is, is this is a bit of a romantic album for me because this is the first one I bought with my own money. Of course, I get it. That's completely understandable. Yeah, But you're right. It, you know what it does? It sounds like the songs that didn't make Back in Black. You're right. But, you know... You know, it's it, it's not like it came out 10 years later or it's like not even 12 months later. It's the yeah. same producer and same budget yeah. for studios. And well, I guess they were just so successful, they just kept rolling, you know. And the other thing about it is, is when this came out, it went into the US charts at one. Displacing because Black. of they were still there on Back in Black, probably. Yeah, so they were one and two. And then they released, I think it's either Dirty Deeds... Dirty Deeds, uh, we talked about it. Yeah. And that was at three. So one stage in the American Billboard chart, they were one. And that's funny out. because the Dirty Deeds was then, uh, well, like six years old or something, yeah. five years old. Yeah, and yeah. it's a bad album. It's not a good album. No, it's not. It's fucking weird. So, no. yeah. So, so okay. Yeah. But if Back in Black is like 10 out of 10, this record yeah. is seven out of 10, six and a half. Six, five, six. I wouldn't give it five, man. It's better than five because it has. It's got three. Okay, let's say. Let's say six. For those about to rock, let's get it up. And Spellbound are really strong, and the rest are. For those about to rock, it's not in the same league as any other song here. No, it's way better. You're right. Yeah, you're right, and it is one of the best songs they ever wrote. And the only song that has survived the set list yeah. is for those about to rock. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So nothing has survived. We see the, the thing about it is I would still give it a bit more than seven because I'm still okay. By it, I think there's two categories of which to judge these things. Um, out of ten compared to other ACDC albums, and then out of ten compared to other bands. And like for those about to rock, for me, still kills most. Sure, that's a different a different measurement of two course. different two different metrics. Yeah. So then, yeah, but you know, the, the the bar has been set, and now we're talking about back in black standard yeah. here. So now let's. This is where it all starts to get interesting for me, because ACDC then do a bunch of things that I understand. They get rid of Mutt Lang. They, they, they him and Malcolm Young fall out. They get rid of Mutt Lang, who'd been the success. Let's be honest. For the previous three albums, he'd been huge. he broke them. He fucking broke them. Yeah. So he helped, but they they fell out. They also seem to get sober around this time. The band stopped being uh, uh, only, only Malcolm does. Okay. Well, no, I think Angus was kind of sober as well, though, wasn't he? But I think, I mean, the, the only, officially only guy that has uh, sort of sobered up is Malcolm Young. Yeah, I mean, okay, I so... Angus. So then they take, like, a year off. And 1982 seems to be a year of where the no album comes out. And then we get Flick of the Switch, which... Yeah, the, but... So this is, yeah. like... Uh, this is, I mean, I have a big, I have a really big soft spot for this. I actually think the songs on this are better than For Those About To Rock. It, right? I agree. Um, but, but the production, you can hear, it's nowhere near. Like Mutt Lang, it's okay. totally missing. So this, this is Tony yeah. Platt. They've gone back to Nassau Point in the Bahamas where they made Back in Black, but they haven't brought yeah. Mutt Lang. No, that, that's the thing. I think they were like, uh, we don't need that fucking yeah. wanker. Yeah. yeah. So, but they did. Yeah, they totally did. Absolutely. They totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but the big elephant in the room here is that this album mm. says that Phil Rudd is playing it. Yeah, he is playing it. No. No? Well, that's the rumor that he's not. Really? It doesn't really sound so, like him. Like, it does sound like Simon Wright. 
that's the whole thing. Uh, so in the comment section, again, if yeah. you're a fucking HDC fan fanatic, uh, listen to it and tell us if this is fucking uh, Simon or uh, well, I mean, I, Phil Rudd. It's hard. To I think I, I think it's not Phil Rudd. Really, but I will yeah. say this: that the production doesn't help being able to tell because it's not Phil Rudd's drum sound. Yeah. You know, like this is clearly. A record that suffers from not having Mutt Lang, and it's if if you think about this, the previous three records for ACDC were they got bigger and bigger. Their resounding successes for those about to rock. I'm sure if you look it up, has sold 15, 10, 15 million. The next yeah. the next couple of records drop off massively. Sure, like, sure, but that that's the that's the whole eighties. But the thing is, when this album, yeah, I mean, back in black is so big. This is so much flying under the radar. It's yeah. almost. It's, it's, it's basically it's basically invisible yeah. because millions of people like never, what never i never seen i never seen that before or when did or, that come out yeah or they don't know any songs off it and i mean and it's a shame because there are this is the songs yeah. on this are better than for those about to rock i think you know i agree i agree there's uh there's you know rising power is great there is some horniness here but yeah, I, mean, the, I mean look the, at this i mean i will i think that guns for hire is the standard that's a that's a really great song and the video for it is cool when you see them in the rehearsal room you know yeah um so yeah rise and power is a weird song to start with i like it and this one thing you can hear very clearly on this album is the vocal production is horrible and it's the same with the next record and matt mutlang brought out an incredible vocal production for whatever I mean, Matt Lang was top dollar guy man he was so, the state of the art on producer. this record Brian's voice is kind of back and there's an awful it's an awful lot of r sort of washy delay and a very yeah. pocky drum sound and you know I mean I think that, that they were just that fucking big and they said oh we don't need this fucking geezer we're doing it on our own yeah and and you know like I said Malcolm Young I, I don't want to talk badly about him he's a fucking genius but I think I mean him drunk, he's probably the guy would sort of get into fights with people. Yeah, I heard. You know, that. I, heard I heard he be, didn't he beat up one of Deep Purple or something at some fight or something. I think he was a hard-headed guy. Yeah, I mean he didn't tolerate bullshit. He didn't take crap for anyone. Yeah. So if he didn't like you, he would fucking tell you. Yeah. But there, there is good songs on this. I mean, this house is on fire. Is all right. Flick of the switch. The title track is great. If it had, if that, if that song had huge production like Back in Black, really good. Yeah. Nervous I Shakedown, agree. I'm I mean, not really a fan of. This and this is one of one of the few songs of a few albums that you can say, but they see it's an underrated album. Yeah, it is. It's I listened to it last week in the gym and I really enjoyed it. Like I really it's an enjoyable it's a, rock record. It's an know? underrated album. It's not that's not that's not to be said about yeah. the next few albums. Well, actually I disagree, but we'll see. So, I mean, what would you give it? What would you give it? If you gave Trudeau to Rock six, would you give this six and a half? Seven. You give it seven out of ten. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, this is where I think we're going to argue now about the next album because I actually prefer this fucking record. Oh, this is shite. It's pure shite, mate. No, no way. Uh, there's not a single good song here. I, I totally disagree. I think that Shake Foundations is a fucking classic. And actually. even, I mean, I mean... Even uh, even the sound is just not yeah, sexy. No, you're totally right. I will say this about this record is that this it, this is the hardest AC re DC record, the heaviest. Um, it, like it's let me see, let me 
check this sentence out. Let me see your underwear. What? Let me see your underwear. My underwear? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Not <laughs> your underwear, you idiot. This is, We call this underwear. <laughs> underwear? <laughs> yes, sir. Inner sleeve. Okay. Underwear. Okay, what have you got on yours? It's a weird color as well, brown. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. You got lyrics? It's sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, same thing. And it has says some some weird stuff here about a video. Yeah, because there's well, this is a what. See, okay, let me let me uh, parse this because this is the, the the years where I first really got into ACDC, right? So eighty five around this time, eighty four, eighty five was when I first was in, heard of ACDC and introduced. And one of the first things I ever saw was Shake Your Foundations video on TV. And if you if yeah. you go and look for it, I have it somewhere. There's a video of three songs which is like Danger, Shake Your Foundations, and one of the songs, Stand Up, I think, where they're playing in a bar in New York and the bar collapses around them. And it's a long-form video, which is like, it's kind of really weird. It's a 15-minute video with a storyline around this drunk guy trying to chat up this girl and this little fly buzzing around watching him. It's kind of cool and weird. And it's ACDC with their Angus in his full flowing-haired fucking head-banging best. And they... And that was 80s the first, Angus. This is one of the first things that I... So yeah, like, I mean, I, I mean that I I totally get it because I mean, like we said before, my first one was uh, who made who, and yeah. sort of everybody discovered this stuff. Yeah, but, but I mean, this I, is yeah. But I but, it, but I do I do agree with you. The production on this record, even though I like it, it's not right for ACDC. Like it's so hard, it's so heavy. Like the guitar sound is almost kind of thrash metal in a way. Like there's huge yeah. delay on the drums, which doesn't suit a huge snare sound. The vocals are way back, you know. Victim of the '80s here, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, compared to, I mean, if you go back, I mean, uh, Power Edge sounds amazing. Sure, I mean, Highway to Hell, Back in Black. Of course, this you're right. This is a victim of the mid '80s, but think about. It. So this one doesn't even have Tony Platt. Tony Platt did Flick of the Switch. This has Mark Dernley engineered. Mountain Studios, Montreux, Switzerland. Yeah, this is produced by themselves. Yeah, so that's why it sounds the way it does. So, yeah, so but then again, this is recorded at the uh, the Purple Studio, Smoke yeah. on the Water Studio in yeah. uh, Switzerland. Like, I think for any other band, it's a cool sounding record. If this was a Crocus record, you'd be like, fucking hell, Crocus sound great. But it's because it's ACDC. Um, yeah, but you know, they obviously were sort of a li little bit full of themselves. Uh, we yeah. don't need these fucking geezers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I let's think, just do it ourselves. I think Fly on the Wall, the title track, is a great song. I think Shake no, Foundations, Shake Foundations is, I think, is almost classic song. I love this. I this does nothing for me. First Blood, not great. Danger, I don't really like. Sink the Pink, okay. I mean, I mean, this is this is the first album here uh, that is uh, stated that. Uh, Phil Rudd is not playing. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Just like, I'll, I'll say this. A song like Playing With Girls sounds like Motorhead. Like it's... Like it's actually... Yeah. Stand up. I don't know. I, I, know. I mean... I love that, but... Even even if this was in better production, I would... But... But ACDC is such a simple thing. Production yeah. plays such a big part of it. Yeah, you're right. But I do agree with you. It's a, it, is, it is a combination of it being from 1985 and lots of things. And, and, and they are too full of themselves saying we yeah. don't need a fucking good producer. Yeah. Because, you and, know. And I think that, um, I think that, 
there's not many records in 1985 that have the drum sound of 1978. And it's easy for us to to look back in the year 2020 million, whatever we're in, and go, of course the drum sound from 78 is better. Like it is, arguably. Yeah, but five, but five years before, they're doing a drum sound that's like the, one of the best in the world. Of, of course, but that's but they got rid of Mutt Lang, didn't they? But like mid-80s, everybody's going yeah. for reaching for reverb and delay units. and Sure, uh, and it and, only gets worse here. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, personally, I, I have a very soft spot for this and Flick of the Switch. I think they're underrated so records. It, is this a four out of ten? No, for me this is like um, if Flick of the Switch is seven, for me this is then six, six and a half. Four. Six. Let's say four and a four, four, four point five. Well, I don't okay. see. I don't really give any ACDC record four. No. But yeah, it's a weird record. Yeah. I mean, I personally, like I said, it's it's when I got into ACDC, so I have a soft spot. But yeah, it's weird. I'd like but, to hear it. I'd like to hear it. Yeah. With, with with less distortion and drive yeah. and delay, but like I totally get it because if if when you fall in love with this as a as a young man as a teenager, yeah. and it's it's not thing to do with ACDC, just the music in general, yeah. you will love it like a child. It's unconditional love. Yeah, I mean, I certainly don't think "Fly in the Wall" is the worst ACDC album. It certainly isn't. Oh, we're in for a treat here. Yeah. So is this the worst ACDC album then? Um. Yeah, but that's not next. This is next. This is next. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. the song, I think the song "Who Made Who" is great. I think it's really, but, but it's a good song. But 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 this, I mean, this really isn't an ACDC album. No, it's, it's weird. Not, it's, not. it's but I will say this for people who don't know this record, there's two songs on this that are instrumentals, and the one "Chase the Ace" is a really good song. If it had singing over it, dun, 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 yeah, really good yeah. song. Um, but you're right. It's just it, it's it's from the movie Maximum Overdrive. I mean, Who Made Two is a really good song. It is. It's a weird. It's again weird production. Like it sounds like a drum machine, a real pocky drums. But and the but the riff is really weird. It's like dark. It's melancholic. It's almost black metal. Yeah. And I find that really it, it's strange. You know. But it's one. So it's. it's 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 who made who it's okay it's a great song yeah you shock me all night long i mean it's from back in black it's a killer of course yeah dt uh, what is that it's an instrumental instrumental one yeah it's uh sync the pink okay from flying the wall yeah average song right on. right on it's 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 a good song it's with bon i mean there's, there's two songs here from uh I mean, this can't be a bad album. There's two songs here from Back in Black and the good song from Those About the Rock. So, yeah. I mean, it, 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 this is a this is some weird compilation album, right? It, well, it's from the movie Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, I, I know, but I know. So it's a it's soundtrack. Near, it's, the, it's the nearest ACDC we're going to be persuaded to make a best of album. But also the weird thing is, how did Stephen King manage to persuade them to give him all those songs for a fucking movie that was crap? I don't know, man. I don't even who remembered this movie. This is this is my this was my first ever um rock shirt. Was an original this, who made who shirt, yeah. T-shirt. Where is it? I lost about thirty years ago. I wish I still had it. It's the first well, you know, t shirt I had. I, um, this is I, the first thing I heard uh, I mean late mid eighties. So you know, this was sold in the store. What bass is Cliff playing on the back? Is that a fender P? Could be a Fender Aerodyne. Think so? Interesting. No, no. It, it looks like uh, the tuner's a Fender. Mm. Looks like a Fender. I don't know. Looks like my old Aria 2. 
Looks like Simon Phillips. Uh, Simon is it Simon Wright? No, yeah. Simon Wright. He didn't okay that photo. That's for sure. No, it looks like he's like uh, an obese eighty-year-old guy. <laughs> he was he was born old, I think, man. Yeah, but okay, I'm not gonna give this uh, any. Uh, no, but I think stars. the song. I think is the song "Who Made Who" is a really strong song. Yeah, it is. If it had appeared on any of the previous two or three albums, if it, if it was on, if "Who Made Who" had opened side two of "For Those About to Rock." The album would have been definitely improved. Yeah, way better album. I agree. Yeah. And so last so, week, last week in the gym, or maybe not in the gym, maybe I was just sitting around on the couch. I listened to this. Now this album is my worst ACDC album. Yeah, but uh, then again, there's there's probably some guy that uh, you know in 1988 got this when he uh, you know, and I well, fucking well, love this album. Well, don't forget. Well, this is this is prime time when I was buying ACDC records. Like I was. I, I, the, uh, when I first got into ACDC is only a couple of years before and I, I will I'll stand up for Heatseeker I think this is a good song mm. I will stand up for the, That's the Way I Want to Rock and Roll is pretty good but the problem with this record is it contains some of the worst songs they ever wrote right like me and but the worst ever ACDC song goes on in the go zone Diddle-lidic. or maybe i'm mixing those songs up the, the, this does nothing for me yeah go zone is uh, got a weird walking kind of reggae bass line that's really awful i think but kiss and kiss and yeah. dynamite is not a bad song nick of time is no, not very good some sin for nothing's bad rough stuff i like rough stuff the song actually two's up is uh, i mean look it's okay but it's even lower than fly, fly on the Wall for me. But here they have returned to uh, Wanda and George Young. Oh, yeah. Good point. So then again, but this is, uh, again, a victim of it. This is not a timeless album that you say ages really well. No. I, I mean, it's got, it's, it's got still persists with the same big, huge snare. And like the vocals here, again, don't forget, the first, you know, Back in Black... For those about to rock, Brian's John, his voice is sitting out on top of the music. It's beautifully, it's beautifully layered into the music. Uh, the guitar tones are clear and upfront. Everything in the last few albums, Fly on the Wall, even Who May Do, it's got too much reverb, too much outboard. Yeah, but gear. that's very 80s. I mean, even yeah. like like Lars is saying on Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning, it's the victim of the reverb. It's the same here, but... Yeah. Also... Per, the per, per, Production-wise, this is not a good production. This is no. not a good album. No, and it's and also the cover sucks. Like, what's going on here? You can see it's cling film I, I, clearly. I think I think they were watching Killed by Death with Motorhead and say we got. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I will stand up for Heatseeker. I think it's a good song. Yeah. Um, it came out. I was 13, and I really enjoyed. I liked. I had the 12-inch, which I can't find. Um, so. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm. I'm really looking forward to uh, your. Uh, how many stars, Alan? Are you going to give this shite? That one, well, I'll give that. That's the lowest I would give any ACC album. So I'm going to give that three, four, maybe three, three. Three. Bad. That's pretty bad for you, man. Three or four. Okay. Well, the flying the wall is six. For me, that one is a. Well, I don't know. If it, against other bands, it's still got some bangers. But but but, but, but this okay. This is in this is in 1988. It's yeah. been eight years since Bond died. They're yeah. still selling almost a million a year of fucking back in black. Yeah, uh, they're huge. They're doing stadiums there, right? They they never stop doing stadiums. Ha! <laughs> Look at this. This is this will make you laugh. Um, 
what what CD is inside my Razor's Edge? Uh, anal Cunt. Rod in Christ, the mighty Rod in Christ. It's <laughs> good. Hello, Sackis. Um, so here's what happened. Here's a weird. This is a weird moment in ACDC's career, right? So, it they take they disappear for the end of the eighties and into the early nineties, right? They disappear, which is a time when most old rock bands die. They go to die, right? Grunge is mm -hmm. about to happen. You, you know, rap and hip hop is like the whole musical landscape is changing. ACDC blow up your video is as low as they've been, right? Ever. It's the low point, yeah. Yeah. But so but, they, but 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 that. that and for us talking about the album's low point, but are they selling less tickets? Um, I'd say they are selling a bit less, yeah. But they're still okay. they're still big enough to fill a stadium or fill yeah. 15, 20, 25,000. Like they still bring in people. But yeah. at the same time, the record sales, the lowest selling album I read is Fly on the Wall. But it, it's got, and which is only like 2 million or two. So they've, got, they have one album which is 65 million, one album which is two. It's, it's a weird standard, yeah. Imagine that in your own band. You have, you know, anyway, so. But like, so out of nowhere, and it really is out of fucking nowhere, um, 1990, mm -hmm. Thunderstruck drops on the fucking world. Two years off, and one of their biggest songs ever, possibly. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. So they get a third rewind in their career in 1990 with Razor's Edge. Um, and this is a fucking good record, man. This is, this is the best yeah. since, probably the best since Back in Black. You know? Well, well, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Well, okay, well, okay. It has some. Don't get it. Has some awful songs on it, right? But it has True. three. It has four. No, hang on. I'll give it fair. To be fair, uh, let me say this: Thunderstruck is a fucking classic song. It's a huge brilliant song. song. Brilliant song. Fire Almost Guns. a tenor. Almost yeah. a tenor. Yeah. Fire Guns is great. It's good. Money Talks is a fucking cool song. It's all right. The Razor's Edge is a weird it's kind of great. Dark song I, it's 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 the darkest, most heavy song ever. Yeah, probably yeah. it's a great, it's just, great song. It's just for Christmas, rubbish. Rock terrible. Yeah, rock your heart out, rubbish. Are rubbish. you ready? It's fucking okay. Uh, Are you ready? Na, 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 na. I don't like anything of the B side here. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the last good song. Are you ready? Got you by the balls, rubbish. Shot of love, awful. Let's make it. Meh. Goodbye and good riddance to bad luck. I, I don't even remember what that sounds like. And if you dare, is bad. Yeah. But. But there are five fucking good songs on Razor's Edge, and they're they're reinventing their career, you know. Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, you know, well, bands like ACDC, they'd only need one fucking good song that will oh, sell a million record. copies. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but uh, but just think about it, right? After all of that shit, how killer is Thunderstruck for just that opening riff, like ACDC? It's, like, right? it, it, it's fucking amazing. And the I, video I mean, and everything. I mean. They and just the thing everyone that they weren't dead, you know? And that riffing, it's the same standard as Smoke on the Water or, or Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. It's like every kid learning Thunderstruck. And yeah. even, you know, even in 1990, I mean, Eddie Van Halen had been around for 15 years. Yeah. doing, But this was like, holy shit, look at yeah. that. Yeah, and it's a very clever songwriting. And also there's a guy who deconstruct how to play it properly and not play it. And he's like saying that Angus is actually not just doing um, uh, tremolo, that he's actually picking as well, that you can hear it, you know. But in the yeah, video, of course, he's uh, doing that, yeah. you know. But I think this that, is this is an album that reinvents ACDC and gives them a career for the 90s again. And I think it's, sure. a, I think it's a half of it is a really strong record. The production is huge. Bruce, Bruce. I would say I would I would say 30% is really good. The rest is not so good. But it doesn't really matter because... 
Again, I mean... The opening three songs or four songs are... That's enough, you know? The, the first four songs are good. I'd yeah. say I, I don't like any of those, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I like Are You but, Ready, but that's it. But the this point. has the same elements, as I say, with uh, for those about the rock. The opening song is just so fucking good. Yeah. It, like, it I, saves I, I, this, it. This, this, make, this gives ACDC a career for the next 10 years. Like, yeah. regard, like um, Thunderstruck is, like, I remember at the time... This was just a song that you heard everywhere you went in in the fucking yeah, news agent on the TV, and for a band who were supposed to be, the like rock was supposed to be done in the nineties. And this is we are the champions again. It's just yeah. this like crazy good, but the, and, the, and the, the production the, is brilliant again for the first time in ten years. Um, Brian well, Johnson's the, voice sounds the weak, amazing. You know, the weak Brian is good here. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah. The the weak point I would say is there's no Phil Rudd here. No, you're there's right. A, there's, a, there's Chris Slade has arrived here. Yeah, but Chris Slade is uh, but he's not bad. But, he plays it. He plays. I mean, it you know, he's an old guy. He used to play with Tom Jones in the '60s. He's been yeah, away, yeah, yeah. around for a long time. Um, he's not Phil Rudd, though. No, of course not. No. So, I mean, so, what would you give it? I'd give it a. If Flick of the Switch is seven, this is a six out of ten. Record, I mean, these questioning are get, questions are getting harder to answer. I mean, <laughs> six, six and a half. Is it as good as uh, Flick of the Switch? I prefer Flick of the Switch to this. If I would scratch Mistress for Christmas out, I would give the, the side A seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, at the time, probably, you know, I, I didn't give it much. I mean, it's weird. It, it, it's an album that um, I, I shouldn't have given it as much time because I was mainly listening to Blasphemy and Masters Hammer and Beherit. But for some reason, you just couldn't deny Thunderstruck. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. You know, this like, is it was large, like large in the life. It was like Painkiller or something. You just couldn't deny it, you know? But they, then again, here they are working with uh, uh, a uh, fancy producer, Bruce Fairburn. Bruce Fairburn, yeah. Yeah. And engineered by Mike Fraser. This is a sort of some, there are some names here. Yeah. But it's, it's a big production, though. Yeah. It has a, it has a little bit of remains of the 80s sort of drums it's like gated reverb yeah, big, drum big, sound big doo, sound, doo, yeah. Doo, doo. yeah but you know i think that's gonna move us on to the next well, album well the next one officially is this which is acdc live yeah um, well which is, which is a good rock record but is a weird song list because it's it's they're still playing heat seeker fire guns i mean it, you know the razor's edge is in there um, it's got classic songs as well, but like side two opens with "That's the Way I Want to Rock and Roll." Now this is a Russian bootleg CD, so it has some demos of random. It's got "Big Gun" from the Last Action Hero. Um, okay, but, uh, but let's stop you there. That's a good song. Um, "Big Gun," yeah. That's a really good song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A really good song. Yeah. So they were good there. This song, this 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 CD has a song called "Down on the Borderline," which is a demo from 1983. With a, a demo song by Brian Johnson that's actually as good or better than most of the songs on Fly on the Wall, which is weird. So, I mean, I where the fuck it came from, but it's so weird that when a band like this are not playing because you know, if we would choose the set list, we would have a lot more stuff from Let the Letter Be Rock or Power yeah. It, or but instead of playing Heat Seeker from the Rubbish 80s albums, yeah. Well, don't forget that. I mean, Heat Seeker was, yeah, there's no reason for that's the way I want to rock and roll to be on this. I mean, you could have lots of songs instead of that, but they they hadn't they hadn't they hadn't turned into the band 
that began to lean heavily on only 76 to 82 just yet you know that they were still younger and more relevant to like hey fuck sure you. sure we're, we're gonna play our new songs now this so, next so this next one i think is one of i i like this record um which is ball breaker but i think it's a fucking it's it's um it's a kind of a failure in that rick it's rick rubin i don't agree it, man you know i mean no the sonically the sound Rick Rubin and ACDC, you think, should make sense, right? It should make sense. And yet, no. the production is not... Like, the sound okay. is not uh, what it hold your ho- Hold your horses, Avril, here. Yeah. I think... Okay, first of all, this is the first time we get uh, the Back in Black lineup. Or, of course, for those about rock. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, on, let me check. I think Phil, Phil is back on this, yeah. Phil Rudd is back there. I know that. He's back there. And I think... This is the best drum sound and especially snare sound yeah. since 1980. Yeah. I've, so I've, I've, the, I've the, 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 the drum sound on this album is fucking 10 out of 10, if you ask me. And uh, I think ACDC was sort of, I didn't sort of love this album when it came out. I didn't love it for the next 10 years, but I li- I've, been, I've been getting back into it recently. It's a very good record. No, don't get me wrong. I like, I, I'm, I, I do really, really like this record. I think it's a very, it's actually a very good ACDC album. It's underlooked. Underlook. What I'm trying to say is that if you think about Ruben as the guy who made Trouble, Trouble. Sure. First I know. Like I, I would. I'd Red Hot Chili Peppers, your favorite. I, I, I would, but I expected more sonically from this record. Sure. It sounds like I, a I, demo. I, it sounds like a demo for the actual album. So what, 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 what you were hoping for was that uh, another, the Razor Stats comeback sort of. Huge, but that didn't happen. No, what do you mean? Because when Razor Jets came out, it was like you, like you said, the third breakthrough. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't mean it like that. I'm only talking about the sound of this record. I but I think it's. But I love the sound on yeah, it. Yeah. So I, I, I no, I like the sound. I just maybe I I just think it's somehow somehow it feels to me like um, Ruben could have done more with it. But I don't know. I mean, sorry, but I totally agree because I think I was listening to this the other day recently. I think this is the best drum sound out of all the eighties. I mean, yeah, Back yeah, in Black right. has a good drum sound. Yeah, those right. about Rack has a fine from nineteen eighty till this. When Three. does this come out? Ninety three. So uh, no, for no, no, eleven, no. No, no, this no. is the best one. This is ninety five. So that means they had five years off between the Razor's Edge and so for, for the best drum sound in fourteen years. Yeah. I'd agree. I'm gr- I agree with you. Yeah, and and it does. And um, it like it. It has. I mean, hard as a rock is brilliant. Good. Hail, Hail Caesar is fucking great. A whiskey the Führer. Um. Yeah, that's the Führer. By the way, Führer. No, the Führer. What does that mean again? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Führer is like a Führer is like um, a big argument, like a huge. Oh, yeah. But that song. Uh, that's because it's it's a bit of a different song yeah. it's like when they when they did uh let me put my love into you it's yeah. like a weird hd song and it's just yeah. and the same with uh the racers ads it's a yeah. weird hd song yeah. so that song i think is the best song on the album um i would disagree i would disagree with that but i think it's a good song i think again there are five really good songs here maybe six hard as a rock um hail caesar whiskey in the rocks is good ball breaker the main song is cool to furor 
the sorry the fewer is cool but but again there's five songs i can just fucking get rid of caught with your pants down love bomb is terrible yeah, yeah. Honey, the honey roll is awful boogeyman yeah. is not bad and boogeyman is i don't like boogeyman at all yeah it's yeah. not good really cover you in oil blech so there's like half of it is like fucking solid yeah. as fuck but the other one half, thing one thing we haven't mentioned is that uh, because we talk about the some of the stuff is aging badly or not so badly but yeah. some of his lyrical topics yeah yeah it's just brian johnson i mean yeah. there's a lot of sort of oh, i'm not i'm not gonna say rape but it's like flirty let's I'm say gonna creepy. S- let's say creepy very creepy old creep guy lyric themes that is sort yeah. of Guy turning guy that is seventy years old talking about his wiener well, he's not, covered he's in not, oil. Not quite seventy, maybe fifty. Fifty, Brian Johnson. Well, it is nineteen ninety five, man. It's twenty. Yeah, I'm t- but I'm talking about today. I mean, he's, he's still singing this life. Yeah, okay, yeah. but you, you, but you see, he's not dead, so he still has to sing it. You know. Yeah, but, it, but it's kind of cre- It's very creepy, and it's. Well, just- I agree. I agree with you. Then that the senses. One of the things that made Bon Scott great was that the innuendo was the lyrical innuendo was kind of clever. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, um, but there's no, there's nothing clever about Cover You in Oil or the Honey Roll or Love Bomb. <laughs> They're just, it's just bad. It's like, Brian, send me some money. I'll write you some innuendo lyrics, you know, but you're right. This is, a, this is a strong record. If I'd say if you could take the best five of this and the best five of Razor's Edge, and give them a production that's between those two records. This now, production, sorry, this production, if you yeah. ask me, anyway. And a little bit of the oomph of Razor's Edge, right? Take the best five of each. That's a that's a fucking great ACDC record. Maybe a five yeah. of each. Maybe the best ACDC record since Back in Black. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I, di- I didn't like this until I got back to it. Yeah, I have to admit, I have to admit recently because yeah. I the had heart- sort of written it off. Yeah, yeah. and and also the the live. DVD of this, I think it's in the Bullring in Spain. Um, for the Ballbreaker Bullring show is one of my favorite DVDs. The the big yeah. the Coliseum is really really great. So I, I is it a flick of the switch as you said is a seven? What's this then? Six, five, six? Uh, it's not eight. It's not six. Six and a half. Seven. Six and a half, seven, six point seven. I don't know. Uh, hell, I think like this. Six point seven five. Okay. All right. Well, then, what do we got next? We have stiff upper lip. I, 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 I don't know, man. What do you think? I think it's a good record. I feel safe. In, I, I, this is the one with I feel safe in New York City and uh, all that. The song stiff upper lip. Yeah. I mean, can't stand still is a good song. I mean, again, it's produced by George Young. Okay, so they went back again. Yeah, like to me, this is a very consistent sounding record. Like it's it's a, like an old school blues record. It's very mid paced, got lots of tasty blues. That's very lazy stuff. Yeah, old it's school, very mid-paced. very yeah. slow, kind of mid paced. It doesn't have much. Like the guitar tone is barely distorted, um, but it's somehow it doesn't, this doesn't do much for me. This album, no, I, but but you know what? It's better than you think if you go back to it. Like it's got a kind of soulful rich tone the, the guitar tone is nice the the vocals sound quite nice and if if, if you pick, bang up stiff upper lip when it kicks in it's but if but cool, but you, know? you mentioned two words here soulful and bluesy yeah. i don't really like that about acdc unless you are unless you are uh 
singing Ain't No Fun Waiting Around To Be A Millionaire or yeah. Right On or stuff like that. Th th this album to me is an album that sounds like ACDC went back and really tried to pick the pocket of 1965, lazy, 68. Being lazy. Let's you just know, go and do some blues songs. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like they mm. went back and started listening again to like Rolling Stones and, um, you know, Lightning Hopkins and fucking Lead Belly. And it, this is a kind of old Delta blues sounding record that I don't think is bad. Um, but it's not. I don't like it. It's a fiver. Yeah, yeah I, I'd probably agree with you. I mean, House of Jazz, Melt, Meltdown is okay. It's a meltdown. Do -do -do -do. It's got a groove. I'll say that it's got a groove. It's not. It's, but there's no standout songs on it. The, the title track no, is the know. best song. Come and get it. All screwed up. Give it up. Do you do, do you know what else has groove? Um, if you say something like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm gonna blood, blood sugar sex magic oh, has groove. Sure. <laughs> um, well, what year is Stiff Upper Lip, by the way? Because there's a lot 95, of ninety-five, ninety-six. No, seven, Ball Breaker is 90, 95. This is like two thousand or something. Two thousand. Yeah, it's exactly two thousand. So and I think I think this. I I would imagine this record barely sold a million, a million and a half copies. So and is Black Eyes the next one or Rock or Burst? Black Ice is next. Black Eyes. I, I like this when it came out. It was like... Uh, yeah, I think this is... Uh, so this is a, Well, just to put it in context, this is the first album that ACDC AC, AC released since For Those About To Rock that goes back into number one on all the album charts in every country. And this, is the, this I think, sold over 10 million copies worldwide. I think Why this, is that? I mean, uh, there's no... There is, there's no Thunderstruck on it. Or. No, no, the reason is because... ACDC stopped more or less in 2000, right? Making records. They stopped for 10 years. The music industry changed. They became, people became really nostalgic about. Hold on. Did, are, are there 10 years between Black Eyes? Eight. And eight. Eight. Okay. So I think the, I think the music industry changed. I think people began to reassess these old bands like ACDC and they'd start to give them, um, in, in terms of sentimentality, sentimentality, nostalgia, and just reappraise the great things about ACDC. Are you saying are you saying there's a chance for old cunts like me and you with our bands? No, that's not what I'm saying oh, at all. Great, great. <laughs> I'm saying that somewhere between ACDC being insignificant in 2000 and taking almost 10 years off by 2008, public opinion has risen again to ACDC. People are excited again about ACDC. And that rock, rock and roll train with the train bursting through in that song, yeah, yeah, and, and the show, the live show from that year is fucking brilliant. I mean, I don't know if you saw they, them for that. So, so, album. so they've they've become more towards being Rolling Stones. Yeah, an absolute classic rock band. And yeah. the, the, the period of the end of the nineties, early two thousands are over, where no one kind of give a shit. All of a sudden, every Foo Fighters and whoever else are talking about Power Age, and uh, you know, normal musicians are giving credit to ACDC as being the greatest rock and roll band. All of a sudden, they've become yeah, yeah. the greatest rock and roll band in the world by taking eight years off and this comes out and it goes into number one in what 25 countries i remember i mean you know and it's the first it's the first number one record and this um, is with uh what's his name it's a new producer here it's the guy who does everything after this brendan o'brien brendan o'brien um and i mean it's a weird sounding record in the sense that it sounds like they just literally put the mics in the rehearsal room plugged them in the guitar tone has no the guitar tone is very washy has no body oh. But yet, rock. I mean, but yet at the same time, I listened to this as well last week, and I've got to say, I mean, Rock and Roll Train is good, Big Jack is good, War Machine is good, Spoiling for a Fight is good, Wheels is cool, Decibel's pretty cool. 
Storm I haven't Reggae. listened to this in a while. I'm, 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 I'm remembering the, it now. The song Black Ice is good. Okay, so the, the awful shit is Rockin' All The Way is not great. Rock and Roll Dream, okay, Money Made is a bad song. She Likes Rock and Roll, Forgettable. Um, anything but goes. They've all, but they've always had, I mean, ever since ready, after, back in, after, after Back in Black, it's always been like three or four really bad songs on this album. Because, one of the reasons why is because since... Um, since Blow Up Your Video has 10 songs, since since bands went from putting 8 to 10 to 12 to 14, this has 14 or 15 songs on it. I don't need 15 new ACDC songs. It's too much. So too much if if, too if much. all of those albums were trimmed to 8, including Blow Up Your Video and whatever, we would have better records. This, this is five songs too many, but yeah. I think there are three, I think there are six or seven pretty bloody good songs on this that if you put on if you put on spoiling for a fight you'll be like that's pretty fucking good yeah i would say like uh, three or four that i really like of this album i think there's i mean yeah three or four i really like but there's three or four they're also like decibel like i said the title the title song black ice is good um i think it's a, i think it's a strong record i think it's gave them it gave them another boost in their career for the next 20 years as they or to next the, 10 years as the they became. The, you're talking about their fourth one yeah i guess so yeah, you know, they became like ultimate classic, classic rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I really enjoyed it at the time. It made me very happy to see. I mean, I mean, it's it's, back, it's kind of cool because when you were saying, remember in '90, I mean, they were going, they were doing sort of Monsters of Rock with Pantera and Metallica and Russia. They were there, yeah. but at this stage in their career, they're maybe more like the Rolling Stones. They're playing. Yeah. Exactly. 40,000 stadiums by yeah. themselves. Yeah, I mean, I saw them in, in Ireland on this, and there was about 80,000 people there. 80. That's crazy. That's, that, that's Rolling Stone size, man. Yeah, so, and in 1996, there's no way. I saw them in 96 to maybe about 10 or 12. So in that yeah. period, in that 10 years, they'd gone from everyone, it's like a whole generation of people had rediscovered and went, my God, how incredible is this band? We're lucky to I've have. never seen this band live. What? Really? I saw them for no. Razor's Edge. Saw them for Razor's Edge. I saw them for Ball Breaker. And I saw them for this twice. And uh, honestly, man, that moment in 2008 when the fucking train smashed through the backdrop and it was just like, oh, it's fucking ACDC. And I hadn't seen him in over 10 years. Uh, it was just ecstasy. It was amazing. Just cool. like, oh, Great. they're fucking back again, you know? You know, they, really nice. they, I don't know. They never came here, you know. Uh, yeah. I never, I never chased them. Well, no. the next time, okay, if they come back and play next year, we're going to see them. We have to go and see them. Only if Axel Rose is singing. I'll Fuck you. Come. <laughs> All right. So, I, I mean, I. But, 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 but then again, uh, I'll stand by that. I think Axel Rose did more justice to ACDC than Brian can today. I love Brian Johnson, but he doesn't have it anymore to do live. Well, I will say that when I saw them. 10 or 12 or whatever it is years ago, he could still do it. He still had the voice. Now, okay, so there's a bit in the middle where there's a solo. I mean, but he's 70, what, four, five now? So yep. this will be the last tour, I imagine. And if he gets through two-hour set and he's still doing okay. <laughs> Fuck, you know. Like, fucking hell, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, then we have... Rock or Burst. Rock or Burst, which I, again, I like. Not you know I think this you know, I I have I have to admit I haven't really list, listened that much to that one. This is this is outtakes from Black Eyes because of course Malcolm Young dies. So um, so hold hold on. I mean is is it outtakes? Yeah, this is songs apparently ideas 
that did you know malcolm can't play the you know malcolm has kind of gone senile by now right for rock or oh yes dementia what's his, yeah. yeah yeah so he's kind of gone senile and these are so so malcolm is alive then after, he's alive after but he doesn't he's alive but he doesn't play on this so so this is the album that they say that uh the, the, it was written from ideas that he yeah. had Demo, yeah. demo. And it's it's yeah. one. It's a, it's really interesting in that it has a really nice, big. I don't know if you can see all this book in it, and it it, oh. it, it discusses like it's a really quite nice, cool book. Um, I've never seen this. Yeah, and so they're playing. They were playing and recording this as a four piece. Can you put it on the screen like you did last time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Because you, you couldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. But I this can. is this is good. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is good. You know, it's it's kind of like it's, oh, oh, so so there's no the Stevie Young is not playing. It's just Angus playing the rhythm. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's photos of Stevie Young there, though. Maybe, maybe he's on it then. I mean, he's you were showing me a picture of him. Yeah, well, Stevie Young did the tour. He did. So it doesn't. I mean, honestly, man, it doesn't have much in the way of information about what are the, what are the hit songs okay, there? Are, are here the you go. Songs? Like, look. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, and the last, it's like you know, is his guitar with the pickup missing? Ah, uh, of course. Yeah. So uh, I mean, this is worth a listen to. I mean, I think I think the song "Rock or Bust" is really good. I think "Play Ball" is good. I am um, then the rest of the, the side one, meh, not so much. Side two has got "Sweet Candy," which is cool. Emission Control, which sounds like Aerosmith, a strange mm. song. Um, rock the house. I mean, it's look, it's not, it's not great but it's not bad it's it's better it's than good you for think. what it is yeah okay. it's better but it's better production than black ice actually in my opinion yeah i remember that yeah you're right this uh i'd say it's a it's it's a decent record you know okay uh, you know for for a late career acdc it's still i mean we, uh, you put we're, on, i mean we're we're not comparing this to back in black no, we're not. But you put on the song oh. Rock or Bust. When you're going out in the car next time or going to the gym, put on the song, first two songs, Rock or Bust and Into Play Ball, and you're like, this is pretty fucking good, you know? Yeah. Now, now we get to the last album, which I don't actually have original. I thought I bought it. Well, well, that, that, before that, I mean, they fire Phil Rudd for hiring oh, yeah. a hitman or being on the crystal <laughs> meth and shit. Yeah, yeah. All it was like... All sorts of crazy... I mean... I mean, this this is this is crazy. First of all, your lead singer, of course, dies out of alcohol poisoning. Uh, yeah. Malcolm Malcolm goes to rehab in the eighties. Yeah. Stevie Young fills him in. They don't tell anyone. Yeah, He's just Stevie, standing there. Yeah, Stevie Young fills in on the blow up your video tour. From yeah, so they, they they didn't really tell anyone. He's just there. Yeah, which is then of course, then of course they fire uh, fire uh, fire uh, Phil Rudd in the eighties. And he comes back uh, then in um, 95, 94, yeah. Uh, for, uh, yeah. Then, then of course, then of Malcolm loses his health and dies. Yeah. Uh, Brian Johnson, uh, well, they, they, they fire him again. Yeah, the hearing thing was weird. I don't know what that was about. I think I actually personally think that what happened is that Brian Johnson had cancer or something, and they didn't say. And they said the hearing thing was just. You think so? I think something more serious was happening, and they had tour dates booked. And Angus, being Angus, just went, "No, we're going ahead and doing them. You, you recover." Um, like the hearing thing, really. The, I mean, look, I, how many times a millionaire is Brian Johnson 
um, and they couldn't have done an implant and fixed his fucking hearing or something. There's like some bone therapy they put. But in th- this is the thing about Izzy. They don't do press releases. They no. don't interact. They're just a very secretive, none yeah. of your fucking business. They yeah. don't even, you know, we haven't mentioned this. When Brian came into the band, apparently he was like, hey, on the stage, hey, man, how are you doing? Ready to party? They were like, hey, dude, we don't fucking do this. We just, yeah. no fucking talking. Yeah. We just full on rock and roll, no fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. They've always been like that. Yeah, yeah, There's no totally. fucking bullshit, no gimmicks or. No, you're totally right. Um, I mean, I'd like to hear them do a version of Thy Mighty Contract. It would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. No. Uh, anyway, so. So, I, so, so hold on. So, 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 so Malcolm dies. Yeah. Stevie be- becomes. A full member. I mean, he's on the fucking band photos. He's in the yeah, studio yeah. on the tours. Yeah. He's using Malcolm's guitar. Yeah. He's using his amplifiers. And, yeah. and basically, after this, uh, Cliff Williams retires. Yeah. And so, then, well, Cliff, so, it, seems, so, it, seems, it seems to me that Cliff retires because Phil was gone. And because. Yeah, but then, so, so the, 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 the weird thing is that it's only Angus left. Brian is. Out of the picture, yeah. He says, "Yeah, uh, Phil Rudd is uh, out. Yeah, uh, Malcolm is dead. Yeah, and Cliff has retired. Yeah, so Angus Young is alone and fucking yeah. ACDC with his yeah. cousin Stevie on the side. It's crazy. Yeah. So what does he do? Does he? I mean, he get does he get Chris Slade back and?" Like, I think even he must know well, we're not going to get a new bass player, are we? Or like, what do we do? You know, I'm sure that the guy, what's his name again? Uh, the guy on uh, Power Edge. Oh, Mark what's Evans. Mark, Mark Evans was waiting by the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, the, the the Chris, what's his name? The first singer, D- Dave Evans. Dave Evans, yeah, yeah. Dave Evans was he was sitting by the telephone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and but. Being in typical ACDC fashion, just being like old dudes who probably just had a beer together and went, let's sort it out. Um, uh, you know, there was like a brief phone call going, come on, let's do this. And they go back in and shot in the dark. I mean, they, there's a photo taken of them all out on a deck somewhere in Canada recording, all having a cigarette and a sm- it's coffee, all talking. And some photographer goes, or somebody just goes click and goes, holy yeah. shit, ACDC are yeah. back. And it's all of it's- ACDC. Like it's all oh- of them. Except yeah, I mean, you know, of course, too. Stevie is, I mean, he's, he has the same blood, you know. Yeah. He has the last name. He's the right last name. So he's the legal member. Yeah. So I th- don't think anyone saw that coming, really. No, no, definitely not. Um, they got Cliff out of retirement. Yeah. but Well, you see, I think the thing with Cliff is Cliff, according to him, he just didn't like where it was going. He was just like, I didn't start this band to not be in, a, in it with Phil or Brian, I'm not doing it with Ang- Axel Rose, and you know he's just like, no, this is not for me. But you know, so then I'm just looking at it here now because for some reason I don't have Power Up, and you know what? I listened to this a lot when it came out. Um, yeah, I think I did a, as well. I think it's a good record. It's not brilliant, it, it, but it's it's it's, good. it's it's a decent record. I mean, you know. Okay, well, uh, let's look at the song list. I like. I think the song "Realize" is good. Rejection. Okay, Shot in the Dark, the single, is pretty cool. Um, Through the Mist of Time is all right. Kick You When You're Down. Man, Witch's Spell is cool. Demon's Fire is cool. Through the Mist of Time video was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, so Witch's Spell and Demon Fire I like. And then the whole rest of the album 
the last five songs, Wild Reputation, No Man's Land, Systems Down, Money Shot, Code Red. Okay. But yeah, yeah. there's three or four, again, pretty good but songs it, in there. It, but, but, you know, compared to mm. the spirit of the band, let's say in March, April 1980, when they wrote fucking back in black in a month. Of course, but it's 40. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I know, but you can tell, I mean, it's not really the same band, with no. the same spirit. No, well, of course not. But I mean, there's a difference between, between a difference yeah, between yeah, of men in their thirties and men in their seventies, you know, of course. I mean, of and course. so you've got to take it in context in that the fact that power up sounds like it has so much energy, it's quite incredible. You know, like it sounds like a, the song yeah. Sound of the Dark is like, when I first heard it, like, I was like, what the fuck? ACDC have a new single. And somebody sent the link and went, yeah, check it out. It's pretty good. And I was like, come on, really? And again, How good yeah, can it be? Yeah. yeah. And then, well, I mean, it could, it's ACDC, right? So, but it sounded quite fresh and quite vital and like it had some energy. And yeah, of course, it's I mean, great. But it, it, you know, it, it, it's their last album. Yeah. Realistically, realistically, I could see they'll do, I couldn't see them doing a tour like they used to, but they can definitely do weekends. Do you think, do you, they haven't announced any tour, right? No, not yet. So, I mean, well, no one saw this album. Well, ACDC is too big to move into place. If, if all nonsense restrictions come back and all this bullshit, if all that bullshit moves back into place, um, to have moved it uh, like a, a couple of million euro, um, a show band Metallica do it into place and what Metallica doing it yeah ACDC is bigger than Metallica though I mean ACDC is a bigger thing to move into like a huge are like, they are they city. bigger than Metallica today yeah they are of course I think they pull ACDC as big as Metallica are don't get me wrong but ACDC if they come into town will do the biggest football stadium it's a, a little difference but I mean I think you're, how much how much did, did Guns N' Roses pull at Slane Castle in Ireland uh, I think everybody at Slane Castle usually pulls between forty and eighty thousand. I think it's that much, you know. I mean, ACDC, would they would they, would would they play at Slane Castle or ACDC? Probably. Well, the last time they came here, they would they played their own gig in the in the middle of the country, and that's where eighty thousand people went to. Wow. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think people would know this is the last time you're going to see ACDC. Um, maybe. You know, um, it's it's very hard to know. I think all those bands are, are going to be 40,000 pullers. But d don't forget, there's plenty of shows Metallica still do to 10, to 15, to 20,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They AC play around for yeah. ACDC, yeah. it's a football stadium and that's kind of it. But I, so I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I guess they're waiting to see if all of this disappears. And if they do, they well, might announce something. They, I mean... They could then, because no one foresaw this album, or that yeah. you know, with the almost the same lineup. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe in four years, well, they're all in their seventies. They are. All, Brian Johnson's already seventy-four, seventy-five. Like this is he's a bit older than the rest of them. Like it's this is his last go, I'd say. Although Klaus Meiner is still singing for the Scorpions at seventy-six. You know, he's probably taking better, better care of himself. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Hey, Brian Johnson seems like a pretty robust guy, and it is weird to watch ACDC do. Have you heard Brian Johnson talk? He's like the cookie. No, he's no, like man. the cookie yeah. monster. Yeah. Fucking crazy man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, actually, he, his TV show is cool, where he goes and meets old dudes. And yeah, yeah, he was hanging with Dave Grohl, talking about some cars and shit. Of course, yeah. he was hanging with Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl gets in everywhere, you know. Yep. 
Have you had enough of him? Oh yeah. Next, we're doing all the Foo Fighters albums, right? Right. Well, all zero, all of them. <laughs> World does not need the fucking Foo Fighters. Such rubbish. You can pick uh, Chili Peppers or Foo Fighters. Um. Well, if I, I mean, it could be could be a good hate, hate fuck. You know, like um, like. Foo Fighters is just rock and roll with every single instant yeah, yeah. of rock and roll. I think we should stay on point. Stay on. Let's oh, stay. Yeah. On, let's stay on point here. Okay. Are we Are we done with this episode, or is nothing something yeah, to add? I think that's it. It's ACDC, uh, the second part of it. It's um. I think it's there's some really poor songs and low points and weird things, but I think there's also some rewarding things in it that people maybe don't know all of those things. I, I would recommend having a listen to Flick in the Switch. If you you know if you don't know it, and there's a few deep cuts on some of those records, and also as you say, Ball Breaker, take a look, at, pull out a Heart of the Rock, Heart of the Rock, and stuff. Fucking there, drum sound, amazing, yeah. Yeah, there's there's good things in the in the in all everything since Back in Black and Flows About to Rock. There are good songs there, and there's good albums. Um, there there's some odd things as well, though, you know. Yeah. All right then, that right. uh, sums it up. <laughs> all right, Chief. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 